Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. This episode is sponsored by Thrasher Coffee. Visit thrashercoffee.com for small batch roasted to order coffees and use coupon code PRESSERER at checkout. I am Joe Darnell, and joining me today is my co-host, Mr. Eric Rauch. Good morning. How are you doing? Good morning, Joe. Good to be here. Back in the world of coffee land. That's right. We are going to talk about some Top Brew today and what makes Top Brew. I, did I say Top Brew? Man, sure, yeah, i got to work kinda, on my enunciation. Yeah, it kind of sounded like you That's did a very that. different show. Yeah. Uh, we, we are going to talk about those things that we hold and handle that carry our coffee. Do you mean like waiters and waitresses? Do we hold their hands to you know, to get our coffee? No, you said things that hold our coffee. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I, I, that's what I just thought of a coffee mug. A coffee mug. Oh, a mug. Y- yes. I didn't read the outline, Joe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, we're talking about coffee today, Eric. Oh, okay. Is this a show? Should we start over again? <laughs> sure. Just okay. roll. Roll with it. Okay. Welcome to Top Root. <laughs> this is episode 10. We are talking about coffee mugs today. I am joined by my friend, Eric. What we wanted to say was actually um, anything that comes to mind about coffee mugs, because thus far we've been talking about the beans, the brewing machines. We've been talking about temperatures. We've been talking about grinds and flavors, freshness. Uh, This is episode 10, and we haven't really talked about the vessels that we carry our coffee in. Yeah, where you really interact with your coffee way more than you do. I mean, you use the other things to make it, but then after you're done making it, you pour it out of that and you you put it into this – ceramic or plastic or, or paper or, you know, whatever, whatever you have to be using vessel that you spend the majority of your time interacting with it, i.e. drinking it. And uh, so it's important. It's a, it's a very, it's a very important topic, not the least of which because mugs come in all shapes, sizes, and, and, uh, and features. We were looking at just what you could find on Google about the subject of coffee mugs, and there's actually a lot going around circulating in the news, the the, the web headlines. And, you know, some of this stuff is really useless information, and it's, it's link bait, but some of it is kind of interesting. And one of those was that, you know, um, you have to be careful about what coffee mug you're using at the office, and I think that this is sorely overlooked, like uh, washing your hands when you're done in the restroom, you know? This is something that affects everyone. Has that been proven scientifically that you need to do that? That you have to use the restroom? No, no, no. That's that's been proven. But the washing your hands thing. You know, you don't have to do anything in life, but it's highly recommendable to cut down on the germs because mm. it, you know, like if you're if you're going back to the chips and the and the dip, it, there's reason to freak out about what goes on around the chips and the dip at the party. Because of my germs or because of other people's germs? Uh, both. Oh. and Because and, and my, my germs are fine. My germs are, are, well, yeah. are sanitary. You can keep your germs. <laughs> I, and I want my germs, but I don't want your germs. And that's the problem about you know office restrooms and coffee mugs, as it turns out. We'll have a link in the show notes to this story about why you should care about your office coffee mug. Because – you you think that you're just getting some coffee in there and that it's hot enough that it'll kill whatever is in that coffee mug. Mm-hmm. But you, you really shouldn't think about it that way. Germs get spread around in the office. And it's not like I shook my boss's hand every day. And when he got sick, then I got sick consequentially because I shook his hand. Mm-hmm. So th- there's got to be another way that those germs are getting spread. And sometimes it's like, you know, you're taking every health precaution. You you start using the woods out back instead of the restroom because, you know, there's some bug going around the office and, you know, you, you don't want to get that. You don't want to touch any doorknobs or, or yeah. anything. You, you've become really Here, conscientious. Use, use my pen to sign that contract. Oh, uh, no, that's all right. You become Howard Hughes in the aviator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and at that point – 
you, you kind of wonder, well, how bad can it really be, though? Are, are we sensationalizing the problem? In this research study, some scientists have been checking out what goes on in the coffee mugs, and no, it's actually pretty bad. About 90% of the uh, average coffee cups in the office that get rotated, circulated, put up in the kitchen cabinets, and you find in the sink or you find on the, on the uh, desks – they, they have germy germs, the bacteria mm-hmm. you, you really don't want to have that can make you sick. But he, what's even worse, uh, Eric, uh, that just uh, we have to take into consideration. I don't want to dwell on this too long, but there's like 20% of them have fecal material on them. <laughs> and if, uh, if you could add insult to injury, the majority <laughs> of these coffee mugs that have fecal material, they are the executive's coffee mugs. Just, just in general – it's more likely to be on the executive's coffee mugs than anybody else's. <laughs> Is that because they're taking them into the bathroom with them? I, I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know what happens in there. Uh, uh-huh. But it, it makes you wonder. And it's like, well, maybe we, sh- we should you know, incorporate a new policy. Wash your hands and wash your mugs. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, it would be it'd be a great health measure. It'd be good for it. Be, you'd be doing a public service for everyone. Yeah. Well, like when you go into a restaurant, you know, there, there's a restaurant's bathroom. There's a, there's always a sign, and I th- and I think it's I think it's federally mandated that all employees must wash their hands before returning to work. You know, can't we just say everyone? Can't you know? Why just limit it to the employees? Like anyone who comes in here, please wash your hands before returning to uh, civilization on the other side of the door. Yeah. You know, not just all the employees, like everyone. It's, it's a pretty good practice for everybody to do. Just go ahead and do it. But, I mean, we wash our dishes at home every yeah. day. Why don't we wash our dishes at the office every day? I know uh, people who will let their coffee cups go for months. Yeah. I have a very ex- extreme example list from um, one of my bosses um, probably 15 years ago at a at a job. He he deliberately did not wash out his, his cup. It was a um, – it was, a you know, like a ceramic. I think it was like a Denver Broncos cup. He did not. I mean, I mean, by by like conscious decision, he never washed his his because he wanted he wanted this. He thought it it enhanced the flavor. You know, he wanted to be able to taste the coffee he had four months ago in the in the in the bottom of his cup. Um, and and it when you would look when you'd look in it, it was it it like had a patina in it. I mean, it was. If if you would have taken a sponge to it, you wouldn't have been able to get it clean anyway. It had been. Years and years and years of buildup, and oh. it was it was gross. But and, and it, every morning, one, pouring stuff in it and drinking out of it. Well, and you're assuming right that it, it, that's just coffee in there. That's the substance that I had yesterday. No, 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 yeah, no. no. It's it's, it's not. the stuff that was in your mouth yesterday that got backwashed into the cup, and uh, yeah, there's there's all sorts of nastiness in there. We I had an article a couple of weeks ago about the nastiness that can grow inside of the brewing machines, the drip coffee makers, right. and it's and it's just as bad there because that's something that practically no one ever bothers to clean. Yeah, because there's microorganisms in our water. Right. You know, even if you're just pouring filtered water in there, there's still there's still living microorganisms that are that aren't coming through, and they're and they're hanging out in there and staying in there for. Months on end. A listener of the show actually shared on Facebook that he uses vinegar and baking soda and runs several cycles of the two together yeah. through his drip maker. Yeah, white. Uh, we we found a, a a pretty simple method that just uses baking soda, but it, it can't hurt to go the whole nine yards. Yeah, and you can you can also go um, in the coffee aisle at the at the at the grocery store. They sell this this white powder in like a I don't know two ounce or four ounce plastic. Really? Yeah. Oh. That 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 you put it you put it in your. In no, your coffee maker, specifically manufactured for the thing, it's probably got a lot of baking soda in it. it, it sure. you know, it's probably it's, like our it's probably not it's anything. Basically toothpaste. Yeah, it's probably not not anything. I mean, it'll it'll, it'll probably say specially formulated on it, and you know, maybe they put a dash of 
of um, witch's brew or so, yeah, who knows. I bet know? I could brush my teeth with it. Yeah, but but it's but even if you're not um, totally sold on the fact that that vinegar and baking soda and um, and these other things work, you can you can go buy that. You can go buy the official cleaner and and put that through your machine. But you know, it do, is what it is. Do something. Do something. Please clean it. <laughs> yeah. So, so topic number one, we talked about keeping these things clean, clean keeping your coffee clean. Now we got to move on to the devices themselves. So we have our coffee mugs, right? Mm-hmm. And you found this interesting article that uh, I haven't followed up on yet. It, it was a forum discussion, right, about the, the color of the mug. It sounds pretty interesting. It, was, it, was this a scientific research study? It was. It was. Now, now they, what, what did it do? What did they, they find? They used a, uh, a, a a transparent mug, a white mug, and then a colored mug. And they wanted to see if it makes any difference to what we get out of the coffee. If if it changed the the uh, yeah, if it, if it changed the flavor or if it changed how people perceived, so they would take the same coffee, put it in three different mugs, give it to people, and and say, you know, what do you think of this one? Does it yeah? Does it does it does it change? And I'm not um, I'm like you. I didn't I didn't read the um, okay, yeah, it was transparent, white, or blue. So, um, so they gave people a clear mug, and one of the things that, that they noticed was that when people were able to see the coffee, you know, not just in the top, but through the but through the mug, through the transparent mug, they they perceived it to be more intense. They perceived it to have some sort of um, a stronger flavor or or a higher intensity than than in either the white or the blue, where they couldn't. Where they couldn't, it was opaque. You know, they couldn't see through the mug to see what what was in it. Um, obviously, in any mug, you can see in the top of it. Yeah, and you can see what's in it. But uh, and and I assume that this color it was blue all the way through. The mug I'm, I'm holding right now is is red on the outside, but it's white on the inside. So when you when you put coffee in there, there's going to be a contrast in there, and you're going to be able to get a better a better idea of what the coffee itself looks like huh. in the mug. But if if this was dark on the inside. If like was, some coffee mugs are. Yeah. You you're not really sure where the coffee ends and where the mug begins. So you're not you're not really sure. You could put a a a weaker, you know, a a, a less dark coffee in a dark mug and it would appear to be darker. Yeah, and that you know would be I mean? tricky. That would trip people up because you're thinking, "Oh, this is a dark roast." And and it's all about our expectations. Yes. You know, when when you see you you taste with your mind first. So Time when you see what you're about to put in your mouth, your mind is telling you in some ways, based on past experience, what to expect. This reminds me of the phenomenon of just listening to people's voices on podcasts because you don't get around to ever seeing these hosts and, you know, they have faces of their own that, right. you know, you didn't make up in your mind's eye, but your mind's eye kind of fills in the parts. And so you imagine what these people should look like. And mm-hmm. then when you finally see them in real life, they, they, they look completely They never different. do. They never look like you think they should. Not at all. Yeah. And sometimes you want to go back to your mind's impression of the people and like get away from from their avatars on Twitter and Facebook because you're like, oh man, you're you're messing with who I know you to be. Yeah, not, not that it's the biggest deal in the world, but it, your impression of the thing is something that is desirable, and if it, it's it's information that we utilize to understand the world around us. And the same is true about what's going on in the coffee mug. Right. Like you know, I've noticed this about coffee that that was in a thermos with a lid on top. That you're drinking the thing, and because you can't smell it while you while you're tasting it in the mouth, it tastes completely different. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's so because you're not so, using your eyes at that point. You're, can, you're basically drinking it blind, right? It can actually be so limiting. I may not be able to tell if it even has dairy product in it, mm-hmm. like a cream or a half and half, just because I didn't get to smell the thing at all. 
and, and it really it limits the the enjoyment of the thing. This is top brew, so I can bring this up. Um, uh, when I was at uh, in Boston, I took a tour of the Sam Adams Brewery. And, I, and I'm, I'm, that's the association, brewery, brews, top brews. Okay. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, why, what, why are there certain yeah. topics that are off limits on, on top brew? We knew that beer was going to come up eventually, and it didn't have to do with an Irish cream, actually. So, so what we have here or is a coffee uh, stout. Yeah. So, so we were at uh, the, the, the brewery, and we were going through, and they, they got to this point where they let everybody in the tour group have as much beer as they like. And it Which was is why everybody's special. on the tour to begin with. Yeah. Like, it was the best tour ever. Can I see your vats? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was flooding going on around the vats. So we actually got, oh, to, really? we got to skip right to the taste test. <laughs> and while we were in there, they showed us these uh, specially engineered glasses that were made in such a way. Uh, you really just have to see a picture of oh, one right. of these. Oh, right. Yeah, they, they, they've got the – yeah, the, that's um, – It's sort of an hourglass shape. Yeah, that's mis- yeah. It's not exactly like an hourglass. But- My wife and I just ate it out back the other night, and they served a Sam Adams in that that, that glass. Yeah. yeah it's a, it, it is it is a specially designed and, – and why do they design it that way? Well, uh, to make a long story short, it's made so that you get the best flavors from what you're able to smell and taste right. at the same time. right. So, I mean, it, it, for one thing, it, it is an elegant glass, but it, it's also able to enhance all the, the, the senses at the same time while you're drinking your Sam Adams, mm-hmm. which actually turns out that uh, and, and pretty much everybody in the room agreed, oh, yeah, like this, this is a, a better experience. Yeah. And it, it, what brought to my mind was that uh, the vessel actually does make a huge difference. I'm thinking about like my baseball park experiences. You get, you get a beer there. And it's going to be in one of those chintzy uh, disposable plastic cups. Right. And it just – it doesn't taste the same. Yeah. It's almost as though it's flat. But you know it was just freshly poured. It, and it may as well just say beer on it. You know, it, it, It's like it doesn't matter what beer it is. It's just – it's ballpark beer. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's just it's, – I want something cold to drink while I'm watching this white ball go through the air. Right. And, and so bringing this back to coffee, it's the same kind of problem. We have the same conundrum. I don't think that a lot of coffee mugs were engineered for uh, all the senses to be kept in mind. Mm-hmm. I think that we, we found something very practical that was dishwasher safe, that was about the size of the hand so that wasn't too heavy, that would fit neatly as stacked up in the kitchen cupboards – and then it would be very easy to bring these kind of standard to 10 ounce, tw- maybe 12 ounce mugs you know, into a restaurant environment. They were all standardized. They're cylindrical with a handle that may or may not hold two and a half fingers around and through the handle. Right. I mean, like, it's always the same thing. You see this generic uh, mug and it gets around. And a lot of them are designed based on on pure looks, not even even on functionality, right. just on on how does it look. Well, that that looks kind of cool. And what I notice is there is a trend in the coffee enthusiast culture to move over to the glass mugs, to the glass cups mm-hmm. that are what are they called? Like double double walled, or they have like some spacing between. They're double layered, so the, there's like an inner cup or yeah. a section of the mug and then an outer section of the mug so that the the outer wall doesn't get hot and the handle And those are hot. those are um I mean I don't I don't know where they where they originated but but you'll see those a lot with uh with like scotch and bourbon bourbon drinks things that you'll put um that you may or may not put ice in but what just like a just like a wine glass you know the what's the what's the 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 purpose of a stem on a wine glass do you know you know no. why wine glasses have a stem on it? Well, because you're that way you're not you're not heating up the wine with your hand. You're holding it by the stem and you're you're not you're not changing the the temperature of the wine. But that's what why like a stem a a stemless wine glass kind of defeats that purpose. Oh. But 
but I, I prefer a stemless wine glass because I, I don't, I just don't like the stem. Um, but ideally you're supposed to be holding it by the stem and not changing the, the temperature of the drink with your, because hmm. if you hold something yeah, and if you have something with ice in your hands, the ice is going to melt that much faster because you're, you're artificially heating up the glass. That's right. From the outside. And that's what those, those, those double walled glasses are, are, are designed to do that. You're holding the outside of the glass and that's the part that warms up. But inside it's supposed to stay nice and cool or room temperature, or, you know, you're not influencing the, the flavor with, with the, the, with the heat from your hand. Interesting. Okay, well, we'll get back to coffee mugs here in just a second, but I want to take a moment out to thank our sponsor, our continual sponsor, Thrasher Coffee. Thank you so much for supporting Top Brew and the site, the podcast as well. Thrasher Coffee is the fastest craft roaster from the, the Deep South, offering a fresh cup of coffee. Their roasters source beans from around the world, taste test new ones from week to week, then mindfully prepare astonishingly flavorful coffees. When you order at thrashercoffee.com, yours is roasted to order and shipped within 24 hours. You will always have the tastiest fresh coffee experience from your brew ritual in the home, on the beach, and in your getaway car. If you are new to Thrasher's Roasts, there are four of them, ranging from the Single Origin Homestead Medium Roast to the Hardy Prospect Dark Roast. And if you love blends then check out my personal favorite, their Liberty Blend. This is Eric's very own concoction, and it really is one of the best blends that I've ever tasted. Thrasher always treats you like the smart coffee drinker that you are. Each true 16-ounce pound of whole bean coffee is $25, shipping included. And Top Brew's listeners get 10% off of their first purchase with the coupon code PRESSERER at checkout. That's spelled P-R-E-S-S-E-R-E-R. PRESSERER. Thrasher Coffee roasts responsibly harvested beans and supply premium, fresh, small-batch coffee experiences to their discerning customers at an affordable price. Thank you so much, Thrasher Coffee, for supporting this podcast and the website. So what we've kind of covered loosely, we've been describing how the shape of the thing can enhance the actual flavors that you get out of the coffee. But it, it, so it can be very functional, but also very physically, aesthetically ple- pleasing. Uh, depending on the shape of the thing, yeah, I think and the of color those, of the thing of those uh, those Waffle House and you and I have talked about this before. Those Waffle House diner mugs, you yes, know, they're 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 they've got a bit of like an hourglass. It's like a, like an in and uh, was that con convex convex concave con convex I think. whatever it it goes in rather than 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 bows out. And it has and, a huge lip. Yeah, they're very, very th- – I mean, you could hit somebody over the head and you wouldn't break them up. I, I have big hands, but I technically don't have the fattest fingers. But even I can only fit about one finger into the – to get a grip around the handle. And so then the handle is you know counterbalanced across my, my three other knuckles. And it's a, it, is, it, it doesn't feel very comfortable. No. It's, it's, it's a mug I would not want to hold day in and day out. Right. And, and the, because, the, because the mug itself is so, is so thick – um, every time I take a sip from a mug like that, a drip goes down the side. Everything, even if I'm consciously trying to prevent it, and it must I be can't. worse for you because you have a beard and I don't. But I have the exact same problem. I don't think that has anything to do with it. Really, I don't no. think. Um, I figure, it, I figure a beard's like it's got a mind of its own and it's always getting in the way and and my food and my drink and it's taking over. It's taking over. No, the I don't. I don't. I mean, I, th- I think I've always, I've always had this problem, and and it's, huh. you know, I mean, I shave around my my lips, so my, you know, I'm drinking with my lips. Not you my, are well groomed. Not my, not my facial hair. Um, but it, it's 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 maddening 
Um, You're not looking for beard flavored coffee. No, but uh, and and maybe maybe it's it's just maddening because I am who I am and I'm I'm a little weird. I take a sip and invariably that drip comes down the side and uh and the, it's it seems like this is the trend this harkening back to like the 50s 60s cuz it does look, look look sort of retro. It does. So they look kind of cool. like the old fashioned Coca-Cola green glass bottles. Yeah, they I mean they do look cool. Like if you put your logo on the side and you set it on a shelf, it, it's you know it's kind of an interesting looking cup. But but functionally, they're just they're just a pain. I got one from a local craft roaster and coffee house, Rev Coffee in Smyrna, Georgia, and that that's my first and only one I'm going to get because mm-hmm. I mean like again, it's 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 very attractive to the naked eye. But then the hold the thing, it's not that it's too heavy. It's just that it is a slightly smaller mug, so it maybe holds six ounces of coffee well with or without the cream. And, and that wouldn't be a problem, but it's really the handling of the mug mm. that becomes a problem. So I think the answer for a lot of people, say maybe the the generation that grew up in the 90s, the answer for them was they wanted to turn to a larger coffee mug. They wanted a uh, you know to take the standard coffee mug that holds eight ounces and just make it bigger mm-hmm. to hold maybe up through 12 ounces. And so what you found was that the the cylindrical shape was just extra wide. And the handle would be a little extra tall so that you could fit an extra finger inside or, or so. It's kind of like a pint glass with a handle on it. Yeah. And, and, and so you would see this a lot on like television shows, sitcoms, you know, when all, when all the friends of friends would show up in the coffee house, they would have these extra huge wide mugs that looked like they were drinking coffee out of a soup bowl. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Oh, well, okay. th- those were rounded at the base, yeah. and, and they also became popularized in the 90s. But the, those, were, those were like cappuccino. They would, they would typically use those for cappuccinos. Yeah, and you're right. It, that's something too to discuss. That you know, you have glasses for espresso. You have uh, specific mugs that are designed with regular coffee in mind, and also the bigger ones that are made for the specialty mm-hmm. drinks. Uh, but yeah, it's like I don't, I don't think that people in general are very mindful of the thing and what they're they're going to use the uh, the coffee for. Like ultimately, it seems like our decision to use one coffee mug versus another is based on the aesthetics of the thing. So, so it becomes a very personal experience. Right. It's not about the quality of the design. You know, one day you drop it on the floor and it smashes. You don't say, oh, man, the thing shattered. And that was a perfectly usable, high-functioning tool. I'm going to miss that high-functional coffee cup. Now, the reason that you care, you know, when Thor says, this is great, and smashes it, let's have another. You're upset because you you had a sentimental value for that mug that Thor just smashed on the floor. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I find very interesting about coffee cups that's different from, say, what we think of coffee beans. We treasure the source of the roast and the beans as almost like a gift. Like, this isn't something I did. This is something else that someone else made. And now I'm going to brew it to perfection and I'm going to uh, you know give it to myself or give it to others, right? We, it's just the way we look at the coffee mug is it's personal. This is my mug, mm-hmm. and if we uh, grow attached to our mug. And then when people steal our mug in the in the office, we kind of care about that. We're a little we're a little peeved. Yeah, and, and the same thing happens in the home. So one, you know, you didn't you have a coffee mug a few years ago that had Eeyore on it or something? Yes. Didn't it get broken? It did, and that, that kind of stunk, right? Because yeah. your family had given you that mug. Yeah, and it was um, it was actually. Probably not a bad thing because it was because <laughs> it was it was one of those mugs that was just too huge. It was just it was just too big. That was very popular ten years ago. Yeah, and and I and I used it a lot. Um, and I tend I tended to drink a lot more coffee than 
Then, Back then, it was about the quantity, right. well over the quality. Right, um, and and I know we've talked about this before, but when, when I when I started French pressing coffee, my coffee intake actually went down because I was I was satisfied. I, when I got to the bottom of of a cup, I was always happy with that. I didn't I didn't need to go back to the to the drip machine three more times that 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 morning to get. Um, you know, it was just, it was enough. It was, it was a good solid cup of coffee and I didn't, I didn't need any more. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was it, because there, it, there was so much more. It wasn't just the vessel that I used to put my coffee into my body every day. It was, there was a, a family attachment to it. There was somebody gave it to me as a gift and it, it had a story behind it. And, uh, yeah, it was, there was, there was much more tied up in that cup with it just being a piece of ceramic. My favorite piece of ceramic is a Star Wars mug that my sister gave me for Christmas two years ago. It's just a jet black, uh, one of those standard sized mugs that uh, has a Star Wars movie poster artwork on the sides. It's it's just about the geekery, you know. It's it's a it's a classic looking mug. It it also instantly has sort of a retro quality to it, for, simply for the artwork being the old fashioned mm-hmm. Star Wars. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of neat. And so I think that at a, at the end of the day. The best coffee mug, if if we were giving shopping advice, is that you find for some people it's about the, finding the mugs that look good in their kitchen, and then for other people it's about personalization right. of the thing. And I think that that's really the best way to go because yes, you can get coffee mugs that enhance the flavors and that experience, but sometimes we're not talking about plastic or uh, metal. Uh, containers here. We think that ceramic is absolutely the way to go. Mm-hmm. But once you go with ceramic, it, there isn't a huge difference in terms of how the coffee will taste from mug to mug. The only thing you unless really, it's blue, transparent, or white. That's okay. That's true. Okay, we'll take that into account. We'll <laughs> add that to the canon. Speaking of which, I'm using a blue coffee mug today. You are. That's right. <laughs> it tastes very blue. <laughs> the only thing you really have to be concerned about is if you're a person with large hands, do you have a handle that you feel comfortable with cramming your fingers inside? And besides that, don't think, don't overthink the the function of the thing. I think where you can have a lot of fun with coffee, anyone can have a lot of fun with coffee, is finding a mug that's personalized for them, something that they really enjoy to have on their desk as yeah. an ornament. And as a functional tool at the same time. Yeah, I um I shop for coffee mugs probably the same way that I shop for shoes. Um, when I go out and I'm specifically looking for shoes, I can never find them. I can never, I can never find the ones that I want. But when I'm when I'm doing something else and I happen to be walking past a maybe walking past a shoe store or I look in or you're struck um, by a color or right a shape. there's something there that uh, like I, I I'm not supposed to be buying shoes right now. It's really not part of my budget, but. Those are the, those are the ones. It's the same way with 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 a coffee mug. I'm not too keen on on buying mugs like on Amazon or, or online. You're not without, buying in bulk to have all the matching set. Well, not not just that, but I want to be able to to touch it for. I want to be able to hold it first and see how it, it fits my hand and and. Uh, you kind of you kind of try them out. I mean, you pick yeah. that thing up, you kind of rock it in your fingers, like walking around the, the department store with the shoes on for a little test of ten or so steps to see how it feels on your feet. Yeah, and and <laughs> even aside from that, um, I mean, you may get you may be, you may be at the store, find something that you really like the way it looks, the way it, the way it feels in your hand, and you get home and you, and you hate the way that that. When you put your lips to it, you know, it just, it just doesn't have that, that proper mug feel that you're looking for or whatever. So <laughs> I'm always on the, on the lookout for the perfect coffee, but I'm also always on the lookout for the perfect coffee mug. And I've, I've yet to find it. Something we wanted to talk about and uh, don't have time for in this episode, Eric, was to talk about travel mugs, thermoses, 
and the like, because right. there's some pretty interesting inventions out there that have had successful Kickstarter campaigns, things that are trying to revolutionize like mobile coffee, uh, travel coffee, mm-hmm. definitely worth a discussion all unto its own about how you, how you manage the, the thermoses, because I know a lot of coffee enthusiasts care about uh, reusing the mugs on the go. They don't want to get the paper cups when they're in a coffee house. They want to use something that they brought from home. They paid with their own good money that they're going to wash on a regular basis like a responsible human being like Howard Hughes. And, and, and I respect that, but we just don't have time to really dive into that particular topic this time. Uh, but it, I think that we basically covered everything you'd like to say about ceramics, traditional coffee mugs. At the end of the day, it comes down to your personal preference. Right. But Just the, like what's in your cup, your cup is going to be a very – your actual cup is going to be a very personal – a personal preference. This is what I like. This is what my favorite cup, my, and, my favorite and just, mug. Just make sure, people, that you're you're not using a boring mug with your excellent coffee. It gets something that you really enjoy because the entire coffee experience should be about enjoying the thing. Don't get too clinical about it. The, the fussiness of the temperatures and the this date stamp on the side of the bag. When you get up in the morning, get that fresh cup of coffee, yes, but also enjoy life. Enjoy the coffee and right. enjoy the vessel. It's a gift that keeps on giving to hold that coffee mug that's that's especially fun to use. Right. And so we'll have some cool pictures of other coffee mugs from some of the brew ritual articles that are available at topbrew.fm. I want to say thanks again for listening to Top Brew. This is going to complete episode 10. You can find the show notes for this week at topbrew.fm slash podcast slash 10. If you would like to keep up to date, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at topbrew.fm. You can also find us on facebook.com slash topbrewfm. If you have a coffee question that you would like us to talk about on the show, leave it for us in a message or tweet using hashtag asktopbrew. And finally, I want to say thanks again to our episode sponsor, Thrasher Coffee. They make this show possible, and um, we really love our sponsor. And if you want to sponsor the show, just uh, check in with us. Write us at joe at topbrewfm, and uh, we'll talk about you sponsoring the show. But also check out Thrasher Coffee and let them know that you heard about them from us, use coupon code PRESSERER to get 10% off of your order at checkout. I am Joe Darnell. Thanks for listening.